You're listening to the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other, that stays updated with the most recent tips and advice on how to make it in America and become a successful resident or fellow in the speciality of your dreams. Dr. Alonso Osorio is board certified and residency trained in both emergency and family medicine and will be bringing you 20 years of his personal experiences, struggles and motivation. We'll be chatting with people like you to talk about the lessons they've learned along their personal path, how to make an impact and how we can all benefit from it. Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are again, Dr. Alonso Osorio with episode number 45. Well, it's been now 45 episodes, so we've been producing material since December 30th of 2019 and today mid-september the year has gone three quarters already along the way and wow it's been a crazy year but i think uh, we're in the downswing of this coronavirus epidemic but having said that the coronavirus epidemic has led to different measures on the way we conduct virtual interviews so here we are I got a lot of criticism, and I take criticism really well. I know that some of you had posted on social media that I have spent quite a bit of time discussing the topics of interviewing. Obviously, we did five or six episodes, what we call the interviewing series, which is a group of interviewings with many attendings and applicants that have gone through this process in the past. And the purpose was to delineate the interviewing process, which it won't change. The only thing is that we're going to be lacking the human interaction, the face-to-face human contact. But it's going to be happening, and it's going to be happening virtually using Zoom platforms, Skype, GoToMeeting, you name it. It's going to be a proprietary university type of interview system or simply these ones that we're getting used to. And many of you have used them in the past. Many of you have not. And that's the purpose of this episode, to talk about the nuances and specific things that you guys must consider and get familiar with before you actually jump on to the interviewing day. Well, I know we're going through difficult times right now. Stress is off the hook. You guys have submitted all your applications to start September 15. You're waiting for the release of the Dean's Letter or what they call the MSPE. And we'll see. I wish you all luck. Hopefully you get a bunch of interviews. And if you do, be ready for this. So today, as I said, it's all about virtual interviewing. And to be honest, specifically, this applies very much to what I'm doing right now. Podcasting is like virtual interviewing. With my my guest, I 
As a host, I bring them into the show and we do a face-to-face -face interaction over the computer most of the time when I don't do it face-to-face. -face. Nowadays, pretty much virtually. But I have to have many factors that play a role in how I conduct my interactions. At the very beginning of the podcast, you guys criticized me for one or two episodes that had not very good quality of sound, and I want to apologize uh, retroactively for, for that. I put out the episodes. I didn't consider the recording settings, and I know that when you're driving or exercising, you want the best possible quality of sound, and that's what I have done. I dedicated to do that. So before we move on and actually dig in, let's make a pause. I want to really thank you all for the 13,571 downloads as of two minutes ago. And that's amazing. We have an average of 341 downloads per episode. And believe it or not, it's not an, a steep uprising curve, but it's an uprising a slow curve. Every month we get more downloads, the message gets out there, and that's how we grow. Obviously, the Foreign and International Medical Gravity Podcast now has become part of OsorioMD.com. Why OsorioMD.com? Because you guys are already familiar with my name, Alonso Javier Osorio Giraldo. Sometimes it's a little complex for people overseas, so just Dr. Osorio, Alonso Osorio, OsorioMD.com, easier for everybody. We have a very, very responsive website, and I know you guys are going to like it. So join the Facebook uh, page, like us, follow us, because we're doing a bunch of updates. And next week, next week, what's going to happen next week? Something really important in my life. I'm starting my new job. I'm starting my new job, and I'm super excited. I'm going to have a fantastic attitude from being in a very large level two trauma center. I'm going to a community hospital. It's still really busy, high acuity. But believe me, I'm going to be doing what I did for many years in Iowa. I'm going to be managing people and probably transferring a lot of people if they're really sick to the mothership hospital. I'm excited about this new challenge. Obviously, I bring more than 20 years of professional experience to the field, about 15 years of practicing emergency medicine. I feel pretty confident that everything is going to go well. But, you know, there's going to be a little pause probably in the production of the podcast here and there since I've been dedicated to the website, the launching of the website, the production of visual material on YouTube. And now, obviously, the, the getting back to work. I've been off for about three weeks now. I have one week left. I'm going to enjoy it the most, and I'm here for you. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So let's start with the basics. First of all, let's talk about yourself. Nothing is going to change. Imagine that you have been given an interview appointment, an interview date. You have a schedule that in advance. Obviously, applicants used to travel into the United States, stay in hotels across the road, close to the hospital, and you had to walk into the interviewing uh, day or two with the pre-interview dinner the night before, and then walking into a classroom, an attending's office, and so forth. Now, you guys are going to be, obviously, taking these calls in different time zones, call it Australia, Russia, Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, 
Africa, Europe, the Caribbean, South America, you know, the East Coast of the United States, the West Coast of the United States. But, you know, some of you might be interviewing at 2 o'clock in the morning. Some of you might be interviewing at, you know, within the same time zone. So be mindful and consider being rested, shaven, you know, properly groomed with makeup or not for the ladies, but obviously professionally dressed. Two things that I have gotten better along the production of this podcast that I have realized that are crucial. One, have a professional background to avoid distractions. Okay? Professional background. Avoid minimize distractions. And I tell you, there is something called the unconscious bias that the American Association of Medical Colleges and the Educational Commission for Medical Graduates are looking into that is this bias that it occurs during virtual interviews, which could be influenced by the things that are behind you. For example, just to say something, a religious a statue, a cross, um, pictures of your family getting married, things that could generate a bias on the interviewer about you. Try to make it as bland as possible, probably a plant, something really mellow, a nice, cool background. You want to avoid something really dark, some, something that you don't contrast very well. You know, if you have a black suit or gray suit top, you don't want something really dark in the background. If you have a very light shirt, you don't want a very pale background. So be mindful of that. Be very well taken care of, uh, dress for success, shower properly, make sure you don't look sleepy with a swollen face, uh, make sure that you have practiced your speech and you have warm up your voice before you jump on the screen and set up the situation. I know that many of you have little kids, pets, dogs. There's going to be people mowing the lawn. There's going to be outside noise, maybe motorcycles like you have heard in the past from the people that I have interviewed in New York, ambulances, uh, sometimes animals, you know, you name it. Many things could be happening on the background. So just just be sure that you're ready on a perfect location, either in a local library, in your house, in a private room where you have set up the proper internet connection. You have an outlet for the power of your computer. And here it goes. Lining, lighting. You want to have good quality lighting into your face. Make sure that the camera is properly pro pointed at yourself, the angle of the camera, the angle of the computer. I would ideally try to set the computer to face you directly with, with an upward angle or a downward angle. You want to make sure that the camera is looking at you. You're straight in a relaxed position. Then you're going to have access to a desktop where you can write and take notes with a little notepad. And make sure that the lining comes from the front. The lighting comes from the front if it's during the nighttime. You don't want lights to come from the side. That gives you like a two faces type of thing. The one that is dark, one that is bright. You want to make sure that it comes from the front, that there is no reflections or shadows going up or down. Make sure that also it's not too bright or overwhelmingly uh, bright for the, for the interviewer. 
So all these little things are crucial. Now, let's talk about interruptions. So we talk about the noise. Let's talk about the phone, both from the interviewer point of view and the interviewee, you. You want to turn off the cell phone. Or if you don't turn it off, at least silence it, put it on vibration, turn off the sound and notifications. Why? Because you want to have it as a backup way of people to get a hold of you in case you get disconnected, the connection drops, the power dies, something happens, but just make sure no interruptions are happening. As I said, quiet, nice space. Now let's talk about technology. When you talk about technology, I invested in a wonderful Jetty, Y-E-T-I microphone. I'm extremely happy with it. There's another brand called Audio-Technica, which has several affordable microphones that provide a significant affordable price. I don't have a mixing board. My microphone Jetty has the capability of connecting directly, and the setup is really easy from the microphone to the computer using a USB port, which makes everything remarkably, remarkably accessible. I obviously spend a little bit of money using a mount uh, that is uh, uh, prevents vibration. I have a pop filter that minimizes the the popping, those little loud sounds that sometimes you hear on microphones. And I have a very nice screen with foam. Uh, I would say the setup total cost probably $500 with a nice upright stand that allows me, and I'll, I'll probably put a picture on the show notes of what it's like my workstation. I have a nice computer desk that allows me to stand up. I feel that by me standing up, I can express more freely. My voice gets perceived a little better. I can use my hands, my gestures. I feel that I'm talking to someone so I can project my voice in a better way. So that's how I do it. My computer is a little outdated, sometimes a little noisy. Sometimes you might hear a little bit of the fan on the on the computer running in the background, and that's really, really annoying. So my advice is consider investing in a top-of-the-line, updated computer that is quiet, fast, reliable. And obviously, you want to get acquainted and familiar with the technology that you're going to be working with. You, you don't want to just turn on the computer the last minute and realize that you have no clue how to use the software and that it's outdated or needs updaters that has a firewall or spam blockers or fingerprint uh, blocker and a VPN software that completely puts you out of reach with people. So just make sure that you deal with the basics and you know what you're dealing with. So we spoke about a computer. Make sure that the computer has a fantastic camera. Otherwise, get yourself a webcam that has a 4K definition or a high-resolution camera. As I said, I think the microphones in the computers are not that good. Consider a microphone. I personally use a fantastic microphone, as I said. And uh, there is also a new little microphone that I use for face-to-face interviews that is Bluetooth connected that I think could be really useful. Consider to, you can, it's a lap, a lapel microphone. It's really tiny and remarkably professional. Comes in two colors and three colors, white, gray, and, and black. And it could blend into your clothing so you don't even know that it's there. And it works fantastically. So in the show notes, I'll, I'll leave comments on that. And 
Just roll, roll with the flow. Now, computers have a tendency to have a short battery life. Uh, mine uh, is five years old, has only 20 minutes of battery lifetime. I have a very long extension cord connected into the wall. I make sure that the connections of the microphone, the speaker, the headphones, and in the computer. I think the headphones might not look too good, might make you look a little dorky. In this personal case that I'm producing high quality sounds to you is of some usage, but I think it enhances the quality of the reception of the sound from the interviewer. So the person that is talking to you hear it really, really well. And sometimes people have an accent, their background might be noisy, they might not be careful about where they're sitting or, or, or how their production is happening on, on the other side. So just be ready. Be ready about uh, poor connectivity. Also, let's talk about connectivity. Internet. Guys, if you have never spent on premium internet services, just test your internet connection. Go to a speedtest.net, a speedtest.net, S-P-E-E-D-test.net, and test your internet connection. You want something that uploads and downloads really fast, and you want to make sure that the internet connectivity is really safe and reliable, that you have good signal. If you feel that the wireless connection is weak and doubtful and is glitchy, just connect yourself to the to the Ethernet. What I mean with the wire service into your computer if you have a port to it, which is more stable. That's regarding internet connection. So fast, reliable, so it doesn't drop. The other thing, I want to make sure that you're connected to an energy plug. I don't know if I said that already. But just make sure that also your cell phone is connected and plugged to, to an outlet that is on the wall next to you. In general, this station has to be ready, prepared. You want to have a, a pencil ready, a pen, an eraser, a highlighter, a nice little uh, board where you can write. And if you have the chance in advance, you have your questions already ready. And, and be natural, be, be, be natural and, and relax because uh, that's what it's all about. You know, they want to get to know you. You want to get to know them and don't be a fool. Be prepared. Follow the rules of the game. Read over their residency program website. See how they're conducting the interview. Look over the rules, the software that they're going to be using. Download the software. Let's talk about that. Download the software. So I was using Skype. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't fall in love with Skype. It's the one that has been, I think, around for the longest time. But soon has some features that are easy to navigate and be acquainted with the software. So let's say you download it Zoom. That's what they're going to use in residency program X, Y, and C. You download it. And this technology updates frequently. So make sure that by the day you're interviewing, you have loaded the, pro the software and it's in the latest version because it might take you five or seven more minutes until it updates, reloads, and you need to restart the computer lower again. And if you had a 30 minutes interview slot, obviously you had burned through five or seven minutes of your interviewing time and that's not going to look good on you. So be ready with that aspect. Familiarize yourself now with the interviewing materials. Every residency program has on their website the rules, regulations, and the 
how they're going to play this game of virtual interviewing. So just sit down, review everything, anything relevant related to how to run the interview, including the interview script, the possible questions you're going to be asked, be ready for that, read the competency definitions. And, you know, there's going to be some somehow a structure. They might provide you with a structure of how the interview is going to go. You might be dealing with a face-to-face, one single person interviewer, or you might be dealing with a panel of people. A panel, I mean like a group of people. So don't be overwhelmed by logging in and seeing several people, five faces, five different attendings, residents, interns, fellows that are going to be interviewing you. And they're going to be all looking at you. Obviously, their faces, their demeanors could be overwhelming. You can consider to mute the computer during their interactions and their questions and unmute it so when you want to talk. But be careful. If you leave the, the microphone completely muted all the time, they might not hear you whatsoever. So make sure where the icons of muting and unmuting are, that you have tested the, the microphone, that you t- have tested the, the connection and everything is working well so they can actually hear you. And, and just go over... There is a website, the American Association of Medical Colleges has a lot of good information on how to to deal with a, a virtual interview. And also the ECFMG has put out a formal statement on this. Be on time, like any other interview, follow the schedule, log on in advance. You know, you have a few seconds to put a, an, a strong, positive image about yourself. Be happy, smile, relax. I know that the human factor is not there and it could lead to lots of biases, but believe me, the residency programs are working really hard at making this interviewing process as humane as possible. What I'm trying to say is I know that by now we have data that the feedback from the interviewees is not as good when they have a virtual interview than when you're dealing with the face to face interaction. It's really hard to gauge people sometimes over a computer and we would love to go to actually the hospital, attend a pre-interview dinner. I don't know if this is ever gonna come back to be normal. I cannot tell you for the near future, 2021, what it's gonna be like, but for this year, it's virtual. I know you guys have criticized and left me feedback. That's why I'm addressing that here today. So share lots of love. I'm here to help you out. And before you get started, make sure that when they ask you for a contact information that everything is there. Make sure your family, your relatives are aware that you are busy, that you're conducting the interview of your lifetime, that if they call, you can leave your cell phone available, that you have a backup cell phone or a number that where they can call you at. Uh, make sure that that phone is... Uh, turn off, not turn off, but in silence mode. Or if you decide to turn off the phone, have a backup number that they can call you in case the connection drops. Also, they might contact you for, for email. So have the email open and be ready to take notes. Don't get weirded out if you see an attending physician taking notes in the computers and typing away or probably drifting away just to take some notes. They might have two computer screens, one that has the questions that they're going to be asking you. Some people, they know it by memory. They've done this for uh, decades and they feel pretty comfortable, but some of you might not feel that comfortable. 
I just don't know what to expect. I mean, you guys have had some sort of interaction, specifically millennials are really familiar with video camera, video chatting, text messaging, and technology. I know you guys, most of you do really good at this, but that doesn't apply to everybody. So as we said, we spoke about the, the, the presentation, the dress code, that you are familiar with the interview materials, the environment around you, the backdrop, the power sources, the technology. We talk about the microphone, the camera, headphones, and we're going to leave that on the show notes and, you know, create a comfortable atmosphere, you know, feel comfortable. People are going to try to make you more comfortable than ever. I suspect people are not going to be mean. Hey, give me some feedback uh, based on the interviewing process, but just just be ready to acknowledge unusual circumstances, things that might not happen. There's going to be some flexibility, but just be respectful of the timeline of the interview. And I just think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great experience for all of you. It might be short. It might be a tandem of interviews. So you have attending uh, one scheduled from 8 to 8.30. Then they might give you probably 10 to 15 minutes to have a mental break to use the restroom. Obviously, you need to be more conscious about those kind of things during virtual interviewing, giving you a break. Then the next interview might be at 9, 9.15, then another 30 minutes, and they might give you a break. Then another panel of attendings might come along. They might tell you first two interviews might be just single face, face to face with the chairman of the department and the program director. Then you're going to have a panel of medical students and current residents and chief residents that are going to be interviewing you. And then you might have another panel with uh, current practicing attending physicians of the residency program. That might be one case. In the other case, it might be just back-to-back, face-to-face, and these people might be interviewing you from their home. So it's going to be interesting to see different backdrops, different households. I hope that they keep it as professional as we, we're, I'm telling you to do so. So it's going to be fun. Just just leave me feedback about how you guys do through this process and, and just leave notes on the, on the website uh, about what it's been like for each one of you as the interviewing process goes on and what to expect and what to look into, any tips of advice, things that you guys have found interesting. By the end of the interview, remember always to thank the interviewer for their time. And if you have any questions, well, have them ready, have them handy. At this point in time, I think more than ever, it's going to be crucial for you to know what the program has to offer, what's on the program's webpage. You have to know everything about the attending that is interviewing you. And a few things that they like or or that you can develop some sort of internet connectivity with this person. Just imagine that you're trying to to date someone, like a speed dating. It's gonna be that's what it's gonna be like. Speed dating on the internet. That's it's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys. I think you guys are gonna be okay. And one last thing, as I do have with my podcast after I bring a, a host into the show, I make them aware that I will be recording them and I ask for their permission. So you're going to be probably signing some electronic form of a confidentiality uh, agreement, uh, non-disclosure agreements. They're going to ask you for permission for the interview to be recorded or not. Be aware of that, by the way. Some of these attendants might sit down a few days later on the final decision on who's going to be the resident and go over the recorded interviews and try to 
pick on the little things that they like or dislike about you that might get you that position that you're going to be applying to. I'm going to tell you something personal that I struggle with is my accent. I try to be very articulate. I try to speak slowly sometimes when I get nervous or really excited. English comes out really fast. And just practice your voice. Make sure that your accent has been smoothened out as much as you can. And that's why the microphone is going to be crucial. Guys, I can assure you, if you can do something, invest on the microphone. It's going to be a make it or break it type of deal. The connectivity is so important. The possibility of making that voice to be projected across the pond, across the world, over the internet is going to be so crucial during this interviewing time that you must really spend a few bucks in a quite reliable microphone. And as I said, the Jetty microphone is amazing. Uh, it's what it is called. It's made by Blue, B-L-U-E. And I, I don't make any money out of it. But the Jetty is simple to use, has a very easy to navigate catalog that ex, uh, has a, a user's manual that is super handy. And to be honest, they call it the Jetty because it looks like a little snowman. And it comes in beautiful colors. Mine is black. Everything is black about it. Uh, there is one that is silver. It's beautiful. They have some special edition ones that come in white. And you can set the different the different modes. In this case, they has a mode for podcasting. It has a, a music uh, way. They has one that allows for reception in multiple channels. So they call it the stereo mode, the cardioid, the omnidirectional, the bidirectional, etc. And... And it just, I think it's fantastic. So just get familiar with it. You can also buy an arm that comes over your head and actually puts the microphone, the pop filter and everything over your head. And if you have the capacity to afford all that, just get yourself a little studio. It won't hurt. I mean, guys, you're not spending any money on traveling. Think about that. You're not spending any money in hotel, on car rentals. You're not spending any money on tickets to so just get a good computer, get a good microphone, get a nice electrical cord, make sure you invest on your internet connection, and just good luck, because I think you guys are going to succeed. Just let me know how it goes. So it's, there is a lot of good information there. There is a lot. People are getting ready for this. I want you to be ready. Listen to this podcast once, twice, three times, and I know you guys are going to love it. So just give me feedback. Now, before we close up, call to action. All of you, downloads are fundamental. Download, share some love. If you like the material, share it with your colleagues. Hey, say, hey, this doctor, Alonso Osorio at osoriomd.com has this amazing podcast, The Foreign an international medical graduate podcast. We produce material, and now we're going on YouTube. I'm going to produce a lot of nice stuff on YouTube. Be in the lookout for that. Also, my new website is interactive. I'm available for consulting, so just leave me a, a message. 
load up your resume, your CV. If you're interested in VIP cons consulting to make you succeed, to help you with all these uh, struggles and limitations that I went through, I think with that, with my 20 years of experience, I can make it at least, if not better, a little easier for you guys. So follow me, love me, love my website, like me. I think I'm, I'm doing this out of the bottom of my heart. Uh, non-for-profit. I'm not making any money out of this. I don't have any affiliation with Jetty of any of the people that I'm going to be recommended. I just recommend the things that I like and I love. I promise. And just stay in touch. So listen, send me an email, info at osoriomd.com or alonsojosorio at fmg-imgcast.com. And we'll stay in touch. And with that, I say goodbye. Have a great, great interview season. I love you guys. I know you can make it. Set your goals. Do good. Be great and succeed. See you next chapter. <laughs>